Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Here on the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network, uh, some sound issues going through with my intro. I don't know if you heard it or not, but I was getting a whole lot of feedback and snowstorm, and, and it was just kind of messed up. So we aborted the intro a little bit this week. Hopefully the show will continue without a glitch. I know there's been a few glitches throughout the uh, network. I had a few technical difficulties myself earlier in the week trying to get some stuff ready for the show. So let's hope we can ride on through this next hour of comic book entertainment and fun. Um, Glad you can join us. Uh, Sorry about the hiatus last week. It's a pretty crazy time for me. We got one or two more weeks where there won't be an episode, but we'll cover that as it gets close. But we've also got a lot of really awesome, fun stuff that I've been keeping a lid on. And we may address that a little bit later in the show. So let's get right into it and start off with this week's news. Josh Whedon will be directing a Batgirl movie. This is uh, announced this week. Um, Various sources have been reporting various things. Uh, But we do know Josh Whedon is attached to direct the Batgirl movie. And it is going to be part of the new DC Extended Universe of Movies. They've been announcing a slew of those recently. And uh, hopefully it's a, more of a standalone movie and because and, there's a lot of great ideas they can do and it doesn't tie into all the rather disappointing things that they've been doing with their other movies. Um, I guess time will tell and the reactions to both Wonder Woman and Justice League this year will determine the fate of how these movies go forward. Over in the world of DC Comics, they have announced that Wonder Woman Day will be June 3rd. And they're going to be offering two special free comics for the event. DC Superhero Girls, Wonder Wonder Woman Day Special, number one. And Wonder Woman Special Edition, number one, written by Greg Rucka, which is a reprint of classic Wonder Woman stuff from his run, I imagine. Not a lot of details on Wonder Woman Day yet, but it is scheduled for June 3rd, right around the time of the launch of the movie. And it's going to be a celebration in comic stores of DC's biggest hero, female hero. One of the top three heroes, period, I should say. Uh, So we'll be keeping an eye on that big event coming forward. Uh, Two comics. Uh, One is Superhero Girls is uh, based on material coming out in one of the Superhero Girls graphic novels. And like I said earlier, Greg, the Wonder Woman special may be a reprint of the free comic book day issues that they're putting out. It looked very similar in um, its write-up. Super huge news this week for classic character fans. Mighty Mouse is returning the comics. 
Dynamite Entertainment is launching the series. Uh, Shally Fish is going to be the writer, who's an excellent uh, comic book writer. And legendary Alex Ross and Neil Adams and many more are going to be doing variant covers for Mighty Mouse's return to comics. It's been more than 30 years since Mighty Mouse has been in a comic book. And it's going to be celebrating his 75th anniversary. And the solicitation of the book uh, insinuates, no, no, flat out tells us, Mighty Mouse is coming to the real world. Not exactly sure what that is. Big fan of Mighty Mouse. Uh, I used to watch them all the time as a wee little maverick. I'm very excited about the series. Uh, I've seen some of the cover variant uh, posted. Um, It's going to be cool. Um, I hope this gets a big reception and reaction, and more importantly, I hope it's a really good series. So Mighty Mouse from Dynamite is coming soon. Uh, I believe it's a June launch. If I... uh, Yes, June launch. Marvel is kicking off its big summer event, Secret Empire, with a launch party on May the 3rd. Uh, They're going to be doing special variant covers, giveaways, and much more. Marvel does several of these a year. The launch parties, there's usually some pretty cool stuff. Uh, Buttons, pins, balloons, they have all sorts of different things they've included in it over the years. Uh, This one's going to include special board backers. Uh, to put behind your comic books as you bag them up uh, with the Secret Empire logo and design on them. That's, uh, I haven't seen pictures of them yet, but that's the big uh, premium that they're incorporating into the Secret Empire event. That's going to kick off very soon. And, of course, it's going to deal with the aftermath of everything that's happened to Mr. Steve Rogers being reprogrammed. Is that the right word? into thinking he is a Hydra agent and his plans to take over the Marvel Universe come to fruition in the Secret Empire this summer. Not to be outdone with big overblown summer events, DC's Dark Days The Forge and Dark Days The Casting are two specials uh, set to kick off their summer event, apropos named Dark Days. Uh, June 14th for The Forge, July 12th for The Casting, and it's the series is going to take a look at the darker underbelly of the DCU again. Um, they like to take a look at the darker underbelly of the DCU a lot. I understand that. Um, Snyder and Capullo are teaming up. They have done a fantastic job on Batman, so hopefully they do a great job on this. Um, it is supposed to be a very Batman-centric story, but we don't have a lot of details on it yet. So we're looking forward to those two big summer events. Some of us are. I know some of you guys have summer event fatigue. And that's okay, too, because I'm a little tired of big overblown events that go nowhere. Also in the news, the new Doom Patrol series has been canceled. Uh, Doom Patrol, there's only six issues. Uh, Seven to nine have previously been solicited but are now canceled and say will be resolicited for a later date. The creator of the series, Gerard Way, lead singer of My Chemical Romance, uh, it's his day job, he did say the series is alive and well and they're still putting out stuff. It's part of his new line of comics, his subline of comics. Um, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Never good news when a book gets canceled. Hopefully it's just a creative issue. Um, Obviously, if he's the lead singer of an incredibly popular 
rock band. He's a little busy. And hopefully it's just a time constraint and not necessarily has to do with numbers, but we shall see. Some awesome news in the world of comics. The IDW Publishing, uh, with a little help from DC Comics, graphic novel, Love is Love, has raised more than $165,000 to benefit the families of the victims of the Pulse nightclub massacre in Orlando. IDW whipped this together. DC participated with a lot of really cool content. It's an awesome graphic novel. It's still available in many stores. And proceeds do go uh, to the families of the victims of that horrible, horrible tragedy in Orlando. Uh, great to see comic book creators stepping forward and using their creativity and love of the arts and love of comics to help others. Uh, great job for everyone involved in that very unique project. And this summer, Wildstorm Comics will be celebrating 25 years. They're going to celebrate it with a special hardcover appropriately titled Wildstorm, a celebration of 25 years. It's going to have a bunch of classic material, new stuff, and a whole lot more. Jim Lee is spearheading the project, who is the owner-creator of – I guess if he's still the owner of the Wildstorm universe because uh, Wildstorm started out as one of the offshoot uh, – brands inside Image Comics when they went off and started their own comics label. And 25 years later, it's actually owned by DC Comics and is part of the family. But it's still very viable, as we've seen with recent launches of the Wildstorm book. And of course, uh, Midnight Apollo and many others have been out and about. So That about wraps up the news for this week. Okay, I'm a little hesitant to do this because of the issues I had earlier, but it's about time for our commercial break. Give it a shot and see how that goes. Now the board's acting fine. We'll be back after these commercial messages. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com to keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. Five dollars. 
This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our stores voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. All right, that went off without a hitch. Welcome back, fans, to Mavericks Comic Roundup here on the Totally Driven Radio Network. I do thank you for tuning in. If you're just joining us, if you slept in late a little bit, that's all right. It was a... So, this is uh, the point of the program where I usually have something fun coming up, our big feature of the week, but unfortunately, my big feature of the week wouldn't upload into the system. I had done a pre-taped segment um, on my based on my Star Wars Kids and Family podcast, Galactic Clubhouse, with my two daughters. We did a really cool unboxing um, segment where we opened up the latest Star Wars Smuggler's Bounty. But as it was, there's a formatting issue and wasn't able to get uploaded. So we will get that back to you for a later date. There's actually quite a bit of cool Star Wars stuff coming up on this show and in Galactic Clubhouse that I'll get into a little bit later. Luckily for me, though, it was a really big week in comics, and there's a lot going on. So we're going to start and then just do a very extended version of the Six Shooter this week. Uh, once again, if you never joined us before, the Six Shooter is six comics I have read this week that I think you should check out. They've stood out. I read quite a few comics, and some of them stick out. And um, these are comics I think you may enjoy. You may want to check out something you may have never heard about it before or um, just something really neat. And we're going to jump right into that this week. Uh, This week, uh, the first one on the list uh, appropriately came out this Friday. It is Boom Studios' WWE WrestleMania 2017 special. Um, This is a special one-shot put out to coincide with WrestleMania. Uh, If you're a WWE fan, then happy WrestleMania Sunday to you. It came out this week, as WrestleMania is this week, and it is um, 
a part of their ongoing WWE series of comics. And it has uh, five different uh, sections in here, five mini-stories, um, talking about things like the legendary WrestleMania 10 ladder match with Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. Um, it's uh, uh, interesting enough tale. Um, includes cameos by some of the other stars of the era and... Uh, it's an interesting take on the legendary ladder match. So it's also humorously done. Um, a lot of funny clips and stuff like that. I'm not a big fan of the artwork on this one. Um, there's a couple really cool dynamic pictures, but overall it's uh, some of it's a little off. Um, and then they did, uh, of course, uh, several others, like I said. There's... Uh, an article about Triple H and his uh, <laughs> history at WrestleMania, um, including the Chris Jericho and um, interesting take on this one. It, it talks about Triple H and what goes down at, with Chris Jericho at WrestleMania with him and kind of plays into uh, things that have happened today. Um, a very unique little tale. That's all I'm going to say about it too much. Uh, they also include a part of New Day's optimistic odyssey. Uh, they started a couple in their main comic, a time travel adventure with the New Day. Uh, obviously, it's a, a comedic, funny cartoon. And uh, it uh, it continued in the WrestleMania one, which I thought was interesting, and, and continues to continue, as I guess that's the way to do it. Uh, piece on Daniel Bryan and... Uh, his WrestleMania, big WrestleMania moment from a couple years ago, and uh, finishes up with a tale that has um, almost nothing to do with this year's WrestleMania, and that's the long history between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, and talks about them as kids, and it's just funny to see um, them incorporating a lot of the past WWF slash E merchandise and fun things in there talking about the childhood friends who became bitter rivals in the WWE and NXT. doesn't have much to do with uh, this year's WrestleMania, but it does uh, talk about past WrestleManias and things going on um, in, in the past. It's a nice shot if you like the comic, the WWE comic. It's similar in vain to that. Um, I thought it was a little pricey at $7.99 for one shot considering – but uh, it's a uh, WrestleMania collectible. It's a one-shot. Um, Boom Studios, it's out now in stores. It's a pretty fun book. Uh, if you like the WWE, obviously it's a niche book. Um, check it out. Uh, maybe, maybe read it today before the big event. And uh, I like what they're doing with the Boom Studios wrestling WWE comics. So. That's the first pick on my six-shooter. Very appropriate for WrestleMania weekend that that's out. Number two on my list, and like I said, this isn't in any specific order. It's just the second book of the six-shooter. Guardians of Galaxy Treasury Edition. Now, way back when, they used to put out these giant treasury – and when I say giant, I mean big, not your normal 8 by 10 ish size, you know, standard comic book size. These are huge, 11 by 17 ish 
bite-sized uh, comics uh, with lots of info, with lots of stories in them, and it's just a big, fun thing. And uh, Marvel brought back the giant-sized treasury book. Um, they've done it for a couple of these. They've got Spidey and this week Guardians of the Galaxy, and it, it's a uh, very wisely incorporates a lot of stuff that you're going to see in um, the Guardians movie. But is it based in the world of the Guardians movie? It's firmly comic book based. You get um, a retelling of Star-Lord's comic book origin. You get several Rocket and Groot um, adventures from their solo adventures by Scotty Young. A whole lot of pinups and um, some really cool artwork, and it's uh, really neat to see blown up huge like that. You can really see a lot of the details in the color. It's a fun uh, coffee table-esque book, if you will. It is softback, but um, it's cool. It's just something different. I know people like these uh, reprint treasury editions. I know when I saw it, it brought me back um, quite a few years to when they used to do these in the 70s and early 80s. So Guardians of the Galaxy Treasure Edition from Marvel Comics, fifteen ninety nine. Uh, again, it's a pricey book, but it's a huge book when you say it. it. It definitely catches your eye when you walk into a comic book store because it doesn't fit on the normal comic book shelf. Jumping over to DC Comics for my next pick in the six-shooter. And this book is Titans Annual Number 1 from DC Comics. I am not always a big annual fan. Annuals are books that they put out generally because there's a quote-unquote fifth week. Um, they use it as a filler, so they there's not a week that there's no comic books out. Um, so they put out a series of annuals. Uh, that's how it started it, at least. Now, they do put them out a little more frequently, but this did just happen to be a fifth week, and it doesn't disrupt their publishing schedule and how books come out and mess things up. So they did an annual of the Titans. And uh, like I said, normally I'm not a big fan usually they're filler stories, but this one was really interesting in that it was um, a classic take on the Titans and their mentors, uh, but in the Rebirth era, of course. So you get to see how the relationships have changed, um, how recent happenings have changed the heroes considerably. And, of course, you get the, the four main Titans of uh, Nightwing, Donna Troy, Arsenal, and Wally West the Flash interacting with their Justice League counterparts, Batman, Wonder Woman, uh, Flash, and Aquaman, of course. Did I say that right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> make sure I had everybody. Or Green Arrow. And it was interesting to see the relationships because it hasn't really been explored much in either the New 52 and especially not in Rebirth since it's brand new. And um, the... Some of these Titans characters are pretty freshly introduced in the Rebirth era, especially your uh, Tempest and your um, Donna Troy. And there's a huge, huge revelation about the origin of Donna Troy. Um, if you're a Titans fan, Teen Titans fan, or a Titan, these, these particular Titans, uh, you know Donna Troy's origin seems to be redone constantly. Well, they've redone it again. Uh, it's uh, actually a very interesting and unique take on the character for this one and very much ties into the history of the Wonder Woman character and uh, it's a huge revelation for the character. It'll be interesting going forward to see do with it in the pages of Titans or if it's going to carry over into Wonder Woman as well um, 
but just a great interpersonal story. It, it gets it's a lot of great character pieces, and they brought back um, the Grant Morrison version of the key as the villain. So I haven't seen him in many years, and it was nice to see him utilized uh, and as a, a potential big threat that I think we're going to see more of going forward into the rebirth, especially as we get into the uh, the button and all the other happenings with uh, Dark Days and the stuff that they've been teasing. So DC's building a lot, and it's going to be interesting to see where a lot of these subplots and things come in um, and collide into the much grander scheme of uh, the rebirth world. My next one uh, was uh, one I passed, not one of my normal things that caught my attention, but I thought the cover, one of the covers I saw um, kind of made me laugh. The title made me laugh, and it's from oh, – actually, I'm sorry. Let me go back to there. Teen Titans Annual 499 from DC Comics. My next book uh, is, like I said, it caught me because it was a kind of funny play on the character itself, and it's Jughead the Hunger. And this is an Archie Horror Comics title. It's a one-shot. Um, Archie's horror line, um, they've done a very dark version of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And, of course, um, Afterlife with Archie, which is a play on a popular Life with Archie title, when, but it's a zombie title. And now they've got Jughead the Hunger. And of course, you know, we if you know the Archie characters, Jughead is always, always eating. Well, now he's a werewolf and he's eating people. And uh, it's a really, a really well done dark tale. Um, could very well be translated into a television or a movie situation um, if you take away the Archie aspect of it. Even though it was still Archie characters, a little more mature as we've seen them over the recent years, but Really well done um, play on the history of the Archie characters and the relationships with some of them. Um, Jughead becomes a werewolf. Uh, They play with the mythology of his family being from a long line of werewolves. And another Archie character, uh, surprisingly, we find out has come from a long line of werewolf hunters and kind of changes uh, quite a few dynamics as it would be in the Archie universe if this became a thing going forward. But I really liked it, and I think um, there have been some talks about an Archie horror-type translation into TV or movies. This would be a good choice because it was very well done, but done in the scenes. Sorry, done in the scheme of a very theatrical presentation. And uh, like I said, it caught me, caught my attention. I thought it was kind of fun, and I know the Archie horror line has a lot of fans. It's not for little kids. Uh, there's some. A lot of blood, obviously. Um, it's a pretty dark comic. Um, but for you older teens or adults who will remember Archie finally, you may want to take a look at this, or you may want to run screaming from your comic store. So that's uh, Jughead the Hunger, the horror comics, and it's a four ninety nine cover price. Um, one of the big books put out this week from Marvel. Uh, these were the weeks. This was the week for their Prime issues both X-Men and Inhumans Prime, which is going to be the kickoff to uh, big events in both books. Uh, the highlight book for me, though, was X-Men Prime number one. It's uh, setting the table for the upcoming resurrection event. 
Um, Marvel is planning a lot of um, things going forward, trying to put the X-Men back into prominence in their publishing world. Uh, they're doing uh, a spinning out of the X-Men versus Inhumans war. They're using that as a, a new setting point for the X-Men universe. And they are going to have uh, a, seri- a bunch of new series. And um, uh, there's actually, I'm sitting here holding a card for a launch party that I'll talk about. So they're doing a lot to bring the X-Men back into prominence. And Prime, number one, which came out this week, is the beginning of all that. You get to see uh, a little bit of the after effects of the Inhumans War um, without things are – and the, the book doesn't really spoil it either. It just lets you know that for the first time in a long time, the X-Men can kind of hit reset and, and, and begin anew. And it, the story focuses on two classic X-Men characters, uh, Kitty Pride and Storm, and how they uh, kind of set forth and start going forward into the world of the X-Men. And it also starts setting the tables for several of the stories. You get to see a little beginning of the mystery of how the new um, Weapon X book is going to come out. And uh, they set the table for X-Men Blue and Gold, which are going to be the two, looks like to be the flagship books. And you get to see where they set up their new base of operations, because only in comics, of course, the X-Mansion that we know and love, the Xavier School, has been in limbo for several uh, years while things had gotten so dark and and dangerous for the X-Men. And Marvel's promising a lot of classic um, returns. You're going to see the X-Men back to doing what made the X-Men popular. And and the last couple of years, it's been a really bad time for X-Men. There's been a lot of inner fighting and fighting other heroes and uh, death and dismemberment and destruction and all of the bad stuff. So this is a prime time, as it would be, playing on the title to to launch new if you're an X-Man, a lapsed X-Man fan. It's a good time to jump on board and see if there's something that catches your fancy. I know some people have uh, expressed frustration that the X-Men have been kind of buried and uh, aren't doing a lot. Well, here they are. They're in the spotlight now. Uh, Marvel is even going forward with an X-Men Gold launch party next Wednesday, April the 5th. Actually, that would be this Wednesday coming up. Uh, Don't miss your potato retail stores. They're going to have exclusive X-Men Gold variant covers, and a Scotty Young X-Men Gold number one lithograph. I'm not really sure what else they're doing for it, but uh, so there's going to be a free giveaway, uh, cool variant covers, and um, again, Marvel's putting a lot into this relaunch. X-Men Prime number one is in stores this week, so if you're curious about that, go out and get it, and while you're there, grab a free copy of the X-Men Resurrection Spotlight. A free book that is uh, includes peaks on X Men Gold, X Men Blue. It's got uh, creator interviews. It also takes a look at um, the Inhumans uh, Royals Number One, which helps. I said they were also getting a kind of a reboot and a relaunch, so it gives you a quick peek into Inhumans and Inhumans Prime. Pardon me. Uh, Iceman series. He's getting his first solo series, the first ever Gene Gray series. Cable, of course, is coming back into his own series. 
a new generation X. Um, and then, of course, lots of ads for things coming up. Black Bolt, uh, Wolverine, Weapon X. So a lot of cool things coming up in the world of the X-Men's and the Inhumans. And if you want a sneak peek at that, uh, while you're picking up X-Men Prime or any books you're picking up, there's a free Resurrection Spotlight issue in stores, uh, comic stores, that you can get up and take a peek. Um, I haven't had a chance to leaf through it except literally just a minute ago while I was telling you what was in it. So um, I'll give a peek at that and see if anything jumps out at me as we get ready for this big uh, Marvel relaunch as they're trying to get some of their more popular characters back out into the forefront. So that's five of the six. Now I'm going to cheat a little bit because I I legitimately couldn't pick one. So we're going to put a special six-shooter spotlight on uh, four books that came out this week, but they're all connected. And these are the – we've talked about them on the show. There's been a lot of press about them. But the first four of the Hanna-Barbera DC Universe crossover books have come out this week. They're in stores now, Uh, $4.99 cover. And those four books are Booster Gold meets the Flintstones, Green Lantern meets Space Ghost, Adam Strange meets Future Quest, and the Suicide Squad meets the Banana Splits. I'm going to say that again. The Suicide Squad meets the Banana Splits. Now, this is a new publishing idea. There, I know there's another series of these coming out that has Batman and Elmer Fudd and Martian Manhunter and even Martin, Marvin the Martian. Uh, these books range uh, are all over the place uh, as far as uh, – Quality and interest and things like that, and how they're how they're done. Um, Booster Gold and the Flintstones ties into both the Flintstones series, and it's a classic look at Booster Gold as the man from the future literally goes into the Stone Age. And it's done. It's not done cartoon Flintstones. It's done. If you've been uh, following, they have a Flintstones comic book in stores now, and it's uh, not drawn like a cartoon. It's drawn as if they were real people, and uh, it's it's a Comedy-based comic, it's, uh, I've not really checked it out, but I know a couple people have, and they actually like it. They said it's uh, better than you think it's going to be. Uh, Booster Gold, a very funny character. So this one should be fun. I, I haven't read through all of these yet, um, but I did pick up and, and read a couple pages and skim through just for uh, the source of uh, the context of getting them into the six-shooter this week because I know I wanted to talk about them. But Green Lantern Space Ghost, I actually did read. I'm a huge Space Ghost fan. Um, they use the classic version of Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. This one doesn't necessarily take place in any continuity that I can tell. Interesting to see their Space Ghost characters still kind of following the the brash uh, version that you see in Future Quest. And uh, Green Lantern has to go out to an uncharted sector of space where he meets looking for a secret weapon. He meets up with Space Ghost. Of course, you know what happens when heroes meet for the first time. Uh, and then, of course, after the obligatory battle, they team up um, to take on the much bigger threat that's always looming. So that was kind of fun as an old school sci-fi superhero type. Comic. You get to see Space Ghost and many of his supporting characters. I, I think they're, we've seen Space Ghost pop up in a few things, Future Quest, now this, and he did a crossover with Scooby-Doo not that long ago. So hopefully they do more with the character. I'd like to see more Space Ghost for sure. Uh, Adam Strange Future Quest is interesting because Future Quest is an ongoing series that takes the 
Hanna-Barbera characters, and it's kind of reinvented them. I know I've talked about their series in the trade paperback on the show before. And uh, Adam Strange, this one picks up literally right at the end of the Death of Hawkman miniseries that starred Adam Strange and Hawkman. Um, so Adam Strange is dealing with the after effects of that, and it literally picks up right afterwards, and he uh, ends up going to the Future Quest world where he meets uh, Johnny Quest and the gang, and Birdman makes an appearance, and many of the characters that are involved in that series. So if you like Future Quest or you're a fan of the Hawkman, you want to know, or the Hawkman, that's a Hawkman series, miniseries, um, you can definitely pick that up and check it out from there. And then the, the, the final one that came out this week, uh, obviously completely bonkers, Suicide Squad versus the Banana Splits. Uh, yes, those Banana Splits. Tra-la-la, la-la-la-la. Um, never thought I'd see them in comic book form. The interesting take on them. I'm not a huge fan of the art on this one, it's, uh, but it kind of fits in a way. It's crazy and kinetic and over the top and, and just a jumbled mess as this book should be. Um, what on earth would bring the Suicide Squad together with the Banana Splits? Well, you're going to have to read to find out. I'm not spoiling that one. If you're a Suicide Squad fan or you <laughs> remember the Banana Splits, and that's one that was selling pretty quickly. I think people were <laughs> surprised by it. Um, so that one's completely bonzo. Um, so, yeah, four came out this week. Uh, they were very talked about and popular sitting on the shelves. People were grabbing them and checking them out. Uh, of my of the four that came out, my favorite obviously is Green Lantern, Space Ghost, Suicide Squad, Banana Splits was kind of bonkers. Um, I'm going to check out the other two uh, this week, and uh, if there's anything else to report on them, I absolutely will. But uh, if you're a fan of these old shows, uh, oh, one thing I got to say, one thing I, I, I each of them have backup features. Uh, a short, um, many of those are talking about things coming out. So they talk about the new Jet. There's a tease for the new Jetsons comic that's coming out. So you get to see the world of the Jetsons. Um, Top Cat. Um, there's, I should have wrote them down. That's my mistake. Uh, but each of them has... So you get to see some more classic anna Barbera characters in the backup features as well. So you get a lot in these books. Um you see superheroes meeting Hanna-Barbera, and of course, you get to see some upcoming titles in the Hanna-Barbera, reimagine Hanna-Barbera line. And Some of these books have been really cool. Some of them have been uh, unmitigated disasters, uh, but uh, they're definitely generating a lot of uh, publicity and interest, so I think they're going to keep doing them. Like I said, there's another round of these annuals coming soon. And of course, the Flintstones' Future Quest have current series. And we're going to see the Jetsons and many, many more coming, it seems. So, yeah, head on over to your comic book store, Hanna-Barbera, DC Crossovers, WrestleMania, Guardians of the Galaxy, Titans Annual, X-Men Prime, and Jughead the Hunter, Week 6 Shooter. Yeah. All right, friends, um, like I said, we are a little bit short on our main segment this week, so it looks like it's time for Maverick's Comic Roundup secret message for you members of Maverick's Posse. Remember, kids, only members of the Posse can decode the secret message. Here is 